0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of a huge World Cup qualifier for Scotland. Stevie Clark says he's 100% sure of his team to take on Israel tomorrow. Elsewhere, Scottish top flight clubs are overwhelmingly positive about VAR after talks on its introduction and bookmakers continue to link Stephen Gerrard's name with Newcastle following the St James's takeover. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, we've got Stephen McGowan and Jim Duffy. Jim, I know you're a big Scotland fan. Sleepless night for you tonight. Is it? Uh, well, I think it's, uh, it's one of those ones again, uh, Gordon. We know that it won't be easy, and we know that I'll be go right to the dying seconds of the match before we can actually either say that was a terrible performance or that was a great result. One way or the other, um, you know, they'll squeeze every bit of of drama out of the occasion. Scotland, I don't think, have any chance of winning comfortably, but I do think. That we will win But it will be A nail-biting occasion As ever Huge weekend Stephen It's not often We are able to look forward To a sell-out Hamden For a World Cup qualifier That's the reality And that underlines How important it is Well the last time It happened was Slovakia 2017 It was just short of 50,000 But that was The Slovakian side I think it's exciting I think it's something For the punters to enjoy 5pm kick-off On a Saturday When was the last time We had that It's a big occasion it's fireworks in a very literal sense Absolutely, we're looking forward to it 01419511025 To get in touch with the guys You can tweet at Clyde SSB And sometimes Stephen, these international breaks Can be a bit quiet But with your journalistic hat on uh, I see back pages talking about Stephen Gerrard in Newcastle I see this afternoon breaking news about VAR Getting closer to the Scottish top flight So never a dull day We'll do anything to avoid talking about international football sometimes, <laughs> I think. But um, yeah, Gerard for Newcastle. Listen, I mean, you can change the odds on that with one man putting a tenner on at the bookmakers. So I don't really think you should read too much into bookmakers' odds. But for me, if you're talking about Newcastle looking around the market, is it so outlandish that Stephen Gerrard would be a candidate? I don't think so And Jim with no disrespect To the good people of Ayr Are you disappointed You didn't just hang off Another week To see if you could Throw your hand well, to the there ring? you go You know maybe I think they're talking about The next manager of Newcastle Would probably have about A £10 million salary And about a £300 million Similar uh, Transfer years. budget You shouldn't so, take the Yes yeah, I toss you a coin mate It's not a problem <laughs> 01419511025 Pick up the phone And let us know What's on your mind Maybe it is VAR Which certainly looks like It's getting closer There was a meeting about it today um, Involving the top flight club Stephen Gerrard to Newcastle What do you make of that suggestion And of course Scotland against Israel Tomorrow Give us all your thoughts Are you going along to the game? It would be great to hear from you If you're heading to Hamden A sellout Stephen says Five o'clock on a Saturday But are we going back to the Italy game Or something like that Stephen Would it be that type of era The last time we had a five o'clock Saturday I've probably got that one way off But it's an exciting time anyway If you're heading along To Hamden tomorrow Why not get in touch Let us know how much You're looking forward to it Even if you're sitting back To watch it on the telly Who would you pick This is your last chance Remember Stevie Clark says He's 100% sure of his team To take on Israel But you never know Maybe he's listening Maybe he'll change his mind About something So if you've got any suggestions Now is the time to get them in 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB um, I'll tell you what Let's kick off by hearing from The man himself Before we take some calls He says he's intrigued And excited about his first sellout At Hamden Since becoming Scotland boss As we've touched on 50,000 at the National Stadium tomorrow And really what could be A huge step towards 
the World Cup playoff spot And the manager has no doubts about the players he thinks will get him the win I would like Grant to be available but he's a He's a rugged central defender. They tend to pick up yellow cards, so you know that along the way in a in a qualifying campaign, you can lose some some players to to yellow cards. Uh, Grant's the one that'll miss out for this game. Available for the next one, uh, and and then my job as the head coach is to try and find the best solution with the with the players that we've got available. And do you have your team in mind, or do you still got some decisions to make? No, no, hundred percent clear in my mind. I think it's brilliant. I think it's a measure of. Where we were and where we are now, we've we've improved. Uh, I think the the supporters have bought into that. Okay, we had the the Euros in the summer that everyone will say was a disappointment, but I think for the supporters, they just enjoyed to be part of that campaign rather than sitting watching it on the television. It was nice for them to to be at the games to feel as though they were part of that that whole tournament, and I I, th- I think that's carried on. And the fact that we've got a full house this month and almost a full house next month, probably will be a full house against Denmark next month, tells you that the supporters are buying into this group of players. And so they should, because this group of players are doing good things for their country. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, the, the important thing for, for Stevie is that uh, he is confident in the, the, the selection. I think there's been so many occasions when important games come up and we're missing key players. Other than Grant Hanley this time around Doesn't seem to be the case So I think he's very confident that, And he's also had time the, you know, to, to get those players uh, you know, playing in the, in the system and in the manner he wants to play. Listen, we know they've been around. Uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't changed the squad too much over the last couple of years. But I think, nevertheless, I still think it's important, Gordon, that, that in the week leading up to it, he hasn't had any significant call-offs. And I think that's very rare international level. Uh, and also, no COVID issues as well, certainly up to this moment in time. And we, we hope that uh, be the case for the next 24 hours. So I think that gives us a, a little bit of an extra degree of confidence getting into this game I think the uh, not much Scotland and Israel can do to surprise each other they've played mm-hmm. six times in the last three years and Scotland have only won twice one of those was a penalty shootout I think the one thing Steve Clark can do to spring a surprise tomorrow is play Billy Gilmer and Nathan Patterson and I think he mm-hmm. will I think he'll start the two of them neither have played against Israel they are unknown quantities to, to Willie Rittensteiner the, the, uh, the, the coach of Israel and I think you just have to throw them in. I think it would invigorate the crowd who will be fairly lubricated as, as, as it stands, <laughs> I would imagine. Please drink responsibly. Yes, mm-hmm. but it would really get things going and I think it would just add some much-needed mm. freshness to a, a fixture which actually is going a bit stale. Well, we'll get Jim's take on the team in a second. You can give us your thoughts. It was interesting to hear that from Stevie Clark. Sometimes managers are... A little bit more cagey He is 100% sure of his team for tomorrow So you can come on and predict it You can come on and tell him where he's going to go wrong Whatever you want 01419511025 Let's hear from Ian Who's first up tonight uh, Ian, what have you got for us? Are you, what are your plans? Are you watching it on TV? Going along to the game? What are you up to tomorrow? Mm, no, I'm watching it on the TV um, Gordon uh, Good evening, good evening James And good evening Stephen uh, Stephen uh, Stephen just said at the top of the show there uh, we've not had a five o'clock game for a while. Five o'clock, half past five. Well, the last half past five game we had was four years ago, and it was very, very important. And I was in Las Vegas for the convention for the Celtic 50th anniversary, and the young man Lee Griffiths scored the two wonderful free kicks against a certain Joe Hart, who's now the Celtic goalkeeper. Um, so that was that was an important game because we could have come out of that group as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Going to the game tomorrow night, uh, Stephen mentioned Nathan Patterson and uh, Willie, Billy, uh, Billy, Billy Gilmer. Gilmer yep. 
yeah, Billy Gilmore's a certainty. But you've got to go with the tried and trusted of Stephen O'Donnell. Um, Stephen O'Donnell's played against the big hitters. Uh, he did, I thought he had a great game against Austria uh, out there. And as I said to Ross, the producer, that was a six-pointer against Austria. And we lost Grant Hanley to the booking. That's the only player we're really kind of missing tomorrow night. So, yeah, Billy Gilmer, run the show. Um, the defence, I would put in McTominay in place. Uh, obviously, Grant Hanley is mm-hmm. suspended. The goalkeeper's going to be, obviously, Craig Gordon. Uh, Andy Robertson at left. Mm-hmm. O'Donnell at right. Um I just try to think who's going to get in. Is it Jack Henry that's going to get in? Yeah, it's, it's usually Tierney, Tierney and Henry. Uh, Jim, something, because we always, the, the great debate during the week is always, you know, should it be a Donald or Patterson? And mm-hmm. in previous times, it's is it Dykes or Adams or both? How big a blow is, is Grant Hanley's absence all of a sudden? Because his international career has had a real resurgence in the last mm-hmm. few games. Yeah, he's another uh, boy that's been a, a, a kind of late bloomer, really, when it comes to international football. I don't think too many people, uh, without being discourteous to him, uh, were overly um, excited when Grant Hanley was in the team. But he's became a very, very um, consistent, dependable performer under Steve Clark, and I think the system has definitely suited him. I think when he goes back to Norwich, Norwich are so open in play, so cavalier at times, and in a, in a, a, particularly in the Premier League, against teams who are considerably better on him at times, that he's very exposed. And at times, you know, they, they can be on the, the end of one or two hidings. But I think with Scotland, they're a bit more pragmatic. There's a, a, a definitely more of a defensive structure. And Grant Hanley, as, as Stevie Clark said there, is like in a rugged, you know, more aggressive um, type of defender. They're, they're not that common these days. Um, defends his box well, um, just keeps it simple. But uh, as I said, I think he's been an integral part. So, yeah, I think he will be a miss. But... <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult one Do you put McTominay in there Who again gives you a little bit more creativity mm-hmm. in the ball And allow you to bring the ball out a little bit more as, as he's done in the past with Henry and Tierney So you've got good You know Like some footballers in there mm-hmm. But you know you, you obviously lose a little bit of a, of a defensive um, You know Experience mm-hmm. of, of a Hanley So I don't think we'll be quite as As physical But at home, as Stephen mentioned, we have to have a real good go. We have to be, you know, be on the front foot. So I think McTominay will come in for Hanley and the rest will stay the same. So you think Stephen O'Donnell will play? Mm. Different to Stephen thinks Nathan Patterson yeah. will get the nod. Do you think it will be Stephen O'Donnell? I, I think Stephen O'Donnell will play, whether he should or not. As of, obviously, of course, that's that's all, all, all about opinions. That's why we're on the programme. But I think Steve, Stevie Clark. Um, generally Generally has, has, has stayed um, Quite loyal to, to a lot of the guys That have done well For him over the last few years uh, And I think that In the fullness of time Nathan Patterson You know Over the next year 18 months Will become the established Right back But I think at this moment In time I, I think O'Donnell Will still get the nod How important are relationships Because we have had this debate All week on the show And people Lots of people We've had both actually Both sides People phoning in Like Ian for Stephen O'Donnell People for mm-hmm. Nathan Patterson Um and quite often we just boil it down to really simply mm-hmm. who you think is the better player, and, and you know, and particularly people who are in, in Nathan mm-hmm. Patterson's camp, if you like, just say, I think he's the better player, mm-hmm. and you've got to play mm-hmm. him, and it's that simple. As a manager, how much do you look at what you've done before, how, and how many times you've had one player on the training ground compared to the other, how many times? That player has played with that centre back next to him and that goalkeeper behind him and all that stuff. Does that yeah, come into it? Yeah, I think familiarity does, but also there's the opposition. 
you know, who's playing in that side of the pitch for the opposition? Arguably you know, their best player, yeah, in Solomon, I would yeah, imagine. Exactly. So you think, right, is it better to have someone a little bit more experienced, someone who's maybe a little bit more defensive minded, or is it, you know, is it someone who's got more um, athleticism, for instance? You know, would he, would you try and go the other way and get him tracking back the pitch with someone like Patterson, or do you go with someone like Donald, who's again, has played against these games? Go and remember, Stephen Donald was outstanding against England in, in, in the Euros. You know, after having taken a fair bit of criticism in the first game, so he, again he's shown that um, when the big games come up, he's mm. got the temperament. But yeah, I mean, either way, you can argue um, in Gordon. But I think that uh, you know, you, some people say yes, you get all your best players on the pitch, but there has to be a balance and a structure, and you have to also, I say, be respectful of the opposition. I just thought it was interesting. Nathan Patterson started for Rangers last weekend against him. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder whether it was just kind of sending out a message: he's ready to play for Scotland. Just giving him a game, basically giving Steve Clark nowhere to go in terms of he's not played enough you games. Do you think Stephen Gerrard picked David Patterson because he thought that? that no, would I just, I just, Clark? you know, I just thought it was interesting. I just thought I don't, I don't know what the rationale or the reason was. I just thought it was giving him a chance to start for Scotland. Uh, Ian, so the last big game that you're talking about, you watched that one in Las Vegas and you watched this one in Greenock. That is that going to be a similar experience? Well, do you know something? It was it's, it's different times because it was half past nine. Gordon uh, in the big convention centre must have been about 9,000 people and as I say when when young Lee scored the, the first free kick I mean Jim will correct me here I think his two free kicks went to either side yeah they did yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean world class Jim mm-hmm. and Stephen no, nobody nobody speaks about them nobody speaks I speak about them because it's against England against our fiercest rivals and t- tomorrow is, it's going to be different because I'm in Greenock watching it but it, it doesn't matter because I'm a Scotland supporter like yourself guys and I'll be rooting us on because second place is in their hands yeah it does look like it you look at that table we are one point above Israel already you don't need me to tell you that turns into a four point lead if we get the win tomorrow we can pretty much forget about top spot um, but second place very much up for grabs if we can do the business tomorrow let's bring in Stuart in Cumbernauld and see what he thinks. Who have you got playing tomorrow, Stuart? Hello, panel. Hello. It's uh, a pleasure coming through. It's uh, my first time caller, ah, so good to um, have you. Thank you. Pl- please, please, uh, can I go easy on me because <laughs> I'm actually a bit nervous. To be honest, with ah, don't be daft. Stuart. Listen, listen, Stuart. Think, take a breath. Realise how much nonsense we talk. It can't possibly be <laughs> you any worse. You're absolutely fine. Take it away. Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, um, without taking up. Too much air time. I've, uh, I just want to say that I absolutely love this show. Um, I've listened to this show for around 25 years um, and I've non stop listened to it. And um, I was actually pretty annoyed when Hugh Evans wasn't on tonight because Hugh Evans is a guy that I, I love but I also have a hate. I have a hate relationship with him <laughs> I think everyone does Stuart <laughs> well, e- Even we do in here Don't worry about that yeah. and, um, But you know something um, Long may if you continue Because you is a, a great um, Ambassador for Clyde Wind I say I actually remember The show's just um, it's, it's evolved so much Throughout the years um, I actually can remember People used to phone up and scream and shout, and um, 
I think it was actually Hugh Evans that, that managed to get most of the callers on because he had such a controversial opinion. It does sound a bit right, but you don't have to worry, sure. He's not going anywhere. He's probably mm. locked up in his, his caravan, caravan yeah. somewhere uh, and he'll be back before long. What do you think about tomorrow, Stuart? Are you confident who are the main men that Scotland should be hanging their hats on? Yep. Um, I'm actually just hoping that we have a, a, a full attacking team um, rather than more defensive, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hope I thought O'Donnell plays um, and I really hope that we actually go for it. Um, and as I say, I, I, I felt the, kind of, the last match against um, Austria, I, Kind of felt we were kind of defensively, and um, we were pretty much trying to avoid getting beat. And um, we obviously came up and uh, we got the goal, and um, we held on to it. But like I said, um, I, I think we've got the quality there to attack, attack, um, and um, yeah, I think that I think that's. A lot, what a lot of people hope for, Jim. It's not necessarily Stevie Clark's style, but I always hark back to it because that night in Serbia, I feel like we did surprise everyone. We were a lot more attacking that night than people expected, yeah, and yeah. that was away from home, and we got right in the faces. What about Stephen's point? We are sick, fed up of Israel, and I mean it in the nicest way possible. Yeah. If you're looking to do something different, if you're looking to make the game, because they've not been great, no. I don't want another game tomorrow like all the previous ones. So if you're looking to make it different mm-hmm. Billy Gilmore's the obvious one Because he's not featured mm-hmm. in the previous ones yeah. And maybe, I know you're not convinced But is Nathan Patterson yeah, more possibly. offensive yeah. than, than Stephen O'Donnell? Yeah, I mean again you've got uh, slight tweaks you can make As Stephen said, I mean listen you, In Scottish football as well Sometimes you play each other so often that, that you do cancel each other out And you know each other so well And there's not much between the teams in terms of quality All of those things can, can sometimes make it a stalemate but every now and again, you know, your key players can make the difference. Billy Gilmore can make a difference. McGinn can make a difference. And I just think if you look at Scotland's makeup, uh, I know that um, Stephen was saying there maybe a bit defensive. But if you look, Andy Robertson is one of the best attacking fullbacks in the world. And whether it's Stephen O'Donnell or Nathan Patterson, either one is going to be going up and giving his real width. You've got McGinn, McGregor, and Gilmore, which we'd imagine would be the three in midfield. All footballers. There's not a, a holding defensive, mm-hmm. you know, negative player in it. Even if, if, if McGregor sits a little bit, he's still a, a natural football and creative. And then you've got two guys up front, whether it's Adams and Dykes or any combination with Dykes, then again, real attacking threat. So I, I can't see any other way. That Scotland will approach this game I think they will be on the front foot I think they will try and get after Israel I think it will be a little bit more open Than perhaps the other games But at the same token Israel do have some real talent And therefore um, You know they, 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 they do have a real threat in them So it's just getting that balance right But I, I look at those players And the vast majority Even if we take Hanley out Three centre three centre backs as well Are all good on the ball So I, I think that's a Two of them are Barely centre backs Yeah exactly If, if, if it's the three That yeah, everyone's if, if, predicting If McTominay and, and Tierney play They're not natural mm-hmm. centre backs So again for me I think that they're mm-hmm. going to play A much more attacking With a much more attacking Flair and style Stuart it was lovely To hear from you I'll tell Hugh You were asking for him 01419511025 We're going to hear more Of your calls And more of Stevie Clark next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Jim Duffy and Stephen McGowan are here We're looking forward to a huge game for Scotland tomorrow That's not all that's on the cards tonight though So if you want to talk uh, all these bookmakers headlines About Stephen Gerrard that you'll have seen today Or VAR which appears to be getting closer to Scottish football We are here for you as well And by the way over the last three nights Every single time a caller made it on air They were going into the hat to win a pair of tickets To the sold out clash at Hamden tomorrow uh, So we will announce the winner of that very soon Indeed, let's bring in Matt in Pollock and see how he's feeling ahead of tomorrow. Matt, how would you describe it? Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not really too bothered about the team. I just want uh, Israel to come out and white jersey tomorrow. England, we played brown against England, white top. Austria, white top, we beat them. So Israel came out tomorrow, white tops. It's a canter. You know what I mean? Canter. Yeah. There we go. We no, over, they're we, not waving a white flag, they're wearing white we tops. We overcomplicate this game. Forget yeah. Matt doesn't even care who plays. He just wants Israel to be um, in, in white shirts. I, I, that clearly, though, there's a serious point in there somewhere. And by the way, Serbia, they were white that night, did they not? Oh, Matt, I can't believe it. You've stumbled <laughs> upon something. Those are the three high points. Stevie Clark's not had a, a criticism free reign. Mm-hmm. Far from it. There have been lows, and a few of them. Mm-hmm. But Serbia, England, Austria are, are those the three high points Are those mm-hmm. the, the, the benchmarks that, that need to be replicated or built upon tomorrow? Yeah, I think so And, and I think in, in all of those games I don't think any of them were favourites I think we were always underdog yeah, in, in, in each yeah. of these yeah. games And I think that helps to a, a, a small degree because you maybe uh, you know there's a, there's a tad less expectation to take the game to the opposition, and the opposition might think they can dominate it. And in you say in those games, I think we've surprised all of the opposition by the way we've played, and particularly the way we've started those mm-hmm. games. And therefore, I think when you're at home against a team like Israel, the f- say full house five o'clock in the evening, all these sort of things, the expectations. It's it's trying to get the players to get that again. That calmness, but still that you know desire to to go and win it. But don't get caught up in the the atmosphere. Don't get themselves in a situation where you know their heads in a in a washing machine and they just they just kind of lose lose track mm. of what's what they need to do. Play with that same intensity, but as I said, you know the same the same calmness as they showed in those those other games. Is that why Israel has been a, a bit of a nightmare for us, Stephen? Because it's almost that. They're in that perfect middle ground of They're ranked 35 places below us And therefore we're definitely favourites We're at home so we are We have to win We are yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. favourites But They're still More than good enough to cause us problems And you look at Solomon and Zahavi mm-hmm. And and obviously the guys that we know Like El Hamed and, and Beton So they're, that, they're in that horrible No man's Not yeah, no man's I mean, land They're in that horrible section where we are favourites But if we're not bang at it They can easily cause us problems Listening to Jim there It it kind of worried me Because When we play teams where As we put it We're underdogs Where we're not expected to attack We're not expected to necessarily do anything Other than cling on We tend Steve Clark teams I think Mm -hmm. You saw this at Kilmarnock as well They tend to Overperform What worries you The big transition for this Scotland team Is going to be Can they become a team that goes out and wins games? That actually attacks, takes again Mm. to the opposition and delivers in the face of the expectation Jim referred to. And absolutely tomorrow night is one of those games. If we don't win tomorrow night, the reaction will be savage. And this is a tight rope as Steve Clark is walking. He's either getting praised one day or he's being savage the next. That's the reality of the Scotland manager. And I think anything, we can afford to draw this. 
I know that, that's, the, that's the crazy thing We can't afford to drop that The reaction won't yeah, say that Will it tomorrow night it. Yeah. People won't accept it We're at home Five o'clock A well-oiled crowd Are going to expect To be entertained yeah. They're going to expect To go back to the pub And spend the rest of the night And join them yeah, so I, I think that's that, where Jim. The emergence sorry, of, of, of Billy Gilmore yeah. is, Has helped Because we can control the game in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. We can be more creative, you know, and, and, and take the game to the opposition. It's always easier to play on the counter-attack a little bit. You know, you sit back, you let the opposition dictate, and then you, you go, you, you bang, and you, and you spring for it. Taking the game to the opposition means that you've got to dictate the play, and you need players. So McGregor and Gilmer are ideal for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Matt, you, you're still confident, even although we're in that sort of uncharted territory of actually being favourites for a game? I'm confident we'll get a result tomorrow night, but what I was saying to the producer was I just hope we don't do what we've done in the past, beat them tomorrow night and then four against the Minos, the so-called Minos. Let, let's go forward and all that. The only thing that's worried me is the, the kick-off at five o'clock, because I usually wash my cupboard doors in the kitchen on a Saturday night at five o'clock. <laughs> she's got she's to go mental now. <laughs> dirty cupboards, there's nothing worse than dirty oh, cupboards. Honestly, Matt, honestly. <laughs> You, you, you'll be getting stuck in one of the covers, Matt, if you don't clean me. You'll be in there. You'll Honestly, be wedged in Matt, there. Don't let, don't let the small matter of a World Cup qualifier put you off cleaning your cupboards. I wouldn't want to be responsible uh, for that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I was hoping we'd get through the show without having to worry about that, and we'll, we'll do it down the line. But you can't, you can't forget we, we do play the Pharaohs on, on Tuesday away, and you know it's all right. Trying talking about doing the business tomorrow. No assumptions should be made thereafter. Just listening to Matt, I just thought it was such a Scottish approach, know, isn't it? Really you know, is. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll go out, we'll beat Israel, and then, then we'll lose to the Pharaohs. We've just got this, this kind of doom laden fatalism about us, haven't <laughs> we? We just, we just always fear the worst. But it's you know been what? There for decades. Yeah, I, and I was thinking about too. You know, I remember we had against Slovakia the last time we had a sellout crowd, one 0 last minute goal. Uh-huh. Own goal wasn't it Well Chris Martin, Martin. Skirtle was it maybe uh, Chris, I thought Chris Martin scored Was that well, that one Well yeah it was a last minute he was, goal he was booed on Yeah, yeah, yeah. Booed remember on that. He was booed on As a Scotland substitute And he scored the And then, the then we went to Slovenia We drew 2-2 And we missed out in second place again So that's why It's, it's decades of experience That make us so doom laden But Not anymore remember Remember <laughs> no, Serbia this, yeah. Remember this Serbia This is the new beginning yeah. Not anymore Let's hear it Thank you Matt for your time uh, And please by the way Keep us up to date on the cupboards will you I won't be able to sleep tonight Without making sure your cupboards are clean I'll phone you tomorrow Thank you Please do drawers are clean That's please amazing That's plenty Right Matt and Pollock Let's hear more from Stevie Clark It's exactly a year to the day Today Since we beat Israel on penalties To set up that game In Serbia Um, And Stevie Clark says Obviously we know them well They can't be underestimated Certainly we're really good Forward forward threats You mentioned Zahavi But Manor Solomon Playing off the The little left position uh, Finds good positions in the game Is is a really good player As as we found to our cost at times Uh, If they played a boor up front He's a great target man Weissman I'm not so sure If he's available or not But if he plays, he gives them another threat. Two solid midfield players and organised at the back. And a little bit similar to ourselves, I think, in terms of how they shape up the team is probably why the games have always been quite close between the two nations and I expect another close game. Do you just keep doing that then? Do we just keep going 3-5-2 versus 3-5-2 and, mm. and hope something gives? Not necessarily. I mean, again, but I think that, uh, you know, we've had a little discussion with yourself over the programme about philosophy and things like that and why should you change it? Mm -hmm. And therefore, I don't see Stevie Clark changing a system that's proved to be successful, one, to to qualify for Euros, two, in the Euros. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I suppose if if you actually just wanted to 
to shake up, should we say, then you, yeah, you would then change the shape. You would say, right, they're going to play 3 5 2. We'll go with a, a four at the back and whatever, 4 3 3 or 4 4, 4 2 3 1 or whatever. Uh, if you did actually want to risk it, but I, I, I don't think you will. I think he'll, the tried and tested formula seems to be working. It was a terrific performance and result uh, away to Austria. Um, it would be a brave man to dismantle that and uh, try something completely different. Sorry, let's bring in Ian first, even if you don't mind, because we're a little bit pushed for time. Ian is in Prestwick tonight. Ian, what's your point? Hi, guys. Hello. Uh, I have to say that uh, I'm kind of agreeing with what Jim's saying there. You know, I mean, as a Kelly fan, and having watched Stevie Clark put out some magnificent teams with fantastic performances, he is the tightrope walker. He picks his moments. You've got to trust Stevie Clark. He will deliver, right? It will not always be pretty, but but you know what the guy does is he knows the ability of the players that he has under his leadership, mm-hmm. and what he does is he gets the best out of them. And what he also does is he tactically knows what the what the deal is, right? And, and he will deliver. I, I have no doubt that we'll beat Israel. They'll probably win now. Mm-hmm. Big bet actually, mm-hmm. but but my call's probably more about you know backing up to a sod Stephen O'Donnell. He always gets it right. You know on this show he cops it all the time after every international. You know people are on saying well you know Parson be playing blah blah, and I, I think Nathan Parson is a good player. I think I think he, he is the future, right? But if you look at facts, right, Stephen O'Donnell's got twenty three caps. He played a fabulous game against England. Stevie Clark, trust him. Tick, tick. Steve Patterson, he's the future, and that's a tick. But he, he started eight games for Rangers, 16 appearances. And if you look at the balance of the defence that Stevie Clark will put tomorrow, and you get Grant Hanley out of the team, there is no way he's going to drop Steve O'Donnell. That's not going to happen. And I think, I think we've got to actually look at this is a game for experience. It's a game for players who understand mm-hmm. what Stevie Clark wants in terms of the shape and the balance of his team. And nobody gets that better than Stevie O'Donnell. That's an interesting way of looking at it, Ian. Does Grant Hanley's absence make it less likely that, that Stevie Clark changes his, his right wing back because you're then having, you know, you're then changing someone else as well? Would you, would you rather limit yourself to? The, you know the, the minimum number of changes If you get what I mean That's an interesting point It's a decent point I think everything Ian says Is is, is perfectly Perfectly valid You can respect it I think with regards to Hanley I mean I, I, Personally I, Jim was talking about it earlier Just bring in McTominay You put Henry In the middle You have Tierney in the left When, when we had the three centre backs And you had McTominay And Tierney out There was a tendency To kind of lump it up the pitch Wasn't there Because you had you'd, you'd Centre halves to weren't necessarily Ball playing centre halves they weren't comfortable with the ball at their feet. And I think people got really frustrated with that. With McTominay in the team, with Tierney in the team, they can bring the ball out for the back and they can pass it to the wing-backs. And then you come down to, who do you think is a better player? And a lot of ways, the, the, the decision over Patterson is similar to what Stephen Gerrard's got at Rangers. You're weighing up the experience of Tavernier against the, the talent of the young kid or the experience of O'Donnell against the talent. It's a very similar mm. conundrum. I, I, I just have a feeling... And this is a feeling that tomorrow part is a more play. Experience is good, Jim. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it can be important. At what point, though, 
Does it give way Because Stephen O'Donnell mm-hmm. Will always be More experienced Than Nathan Patterson mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah. I, But at some point that, yeah. that, that will that will stop Becoming the consideration And if you mm-hmm. look elsewhere mm-hmm. On the pitch mm-hmm. um, Billy Gilmore Has started mm-hmm. Four Five games For Norwich yeah. He started Eleven games mm-hmm. For Chelsea And mm-hmm. most of them Have been cup games mm-hmm. Right Stuart Armstrong's got 28 Scotland caps Stuart mm-hmm. Armstrong's got more Scotland caps Than mm-hmm. Billy Gilmore has yeah. club appearances But no mm-hmm. one wants Stuart Armstrong to play ahead of Billy Gilmore Yeah, I think that um, you know It's not so much about whether someone's a, an automatic choice Because I think over the years with, with Scotland You know, I mean, uh, you know, we've had players in Who weren't always regulars I think, you know, we, before we Well, actually, at this moment in time Got a relatively strong squad But before, we didn't always have that And we had to just pick the players That, that perhaps qualified for Scotland to, to play for Scotland at times but, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm just the fact is that Nathan Patterson, not so much that he hasn't played a huge amount of the game for, for, for Rangers. There just comes a time you've just got to look at the strengths and weaknesses. This is simple as that. Nathan Patterson, absolutely, without a doubt, um, you know, is an outstanding talent and, you know, terrific going forward, um, you know, great athleticism, real energy. And I think that Stephen O'Donnell is a very safe, dependable pair of hands who's good going forward, mm-hmm. who's a reliable defender. He doesn't always catch the eye, but a little bit like Ian was saying there, Steve Clark knows him, trusts him, and uh, knows that um, you know he's a he's a really dependable, consistent mm-hmm. performer. As he mentioned, I don't always say twenty three caps here, he's got in those twenty three caps, he's probably had two or three bad games, and then twenty really solid, dependable games. Unfortunately, because of sometimes guys get um, you know you're always looking for someone to pick on. He seems to have been the fall guy. At times, un, un, uh, undeservedly, if I'm, in my mm-hmm. opinion, I think he's a terrific performer. But yeah, there'll come a time, Gordon, where you said that it's just a straightforward case of who do you think is better. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Nathan Patterson will be. I think it'll be a relatively short period of time, but I still think he but needs. Not tomorrow. He still thinks that he needs to improve on one or two things. Ian, it was nice to hear from you. That was Ian on 01419511025. So if you agree or disagree with what you're saying, now is the time to get that call in and we'll speak to you next. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're building up to the huge game between Scotland and Israel tomorrow. Jim Duffy and Stephen McGowan are here. Jim Duffy, the most passionate Scotland fan we have amongst our pundits, at least that's what I've decided. (laughs) And Stephen McGowan has written about more Scotland failures than he cares to remember. So this one is going to be different. He's just promised me that during the break. You can blame him if that does not turn out to be. I think you're next in line though I'm just behind you Worked way through everyone else You must be <laughs> You must be next In fact where is Hugh tonight? He could be, he could be rehearsing Secret as we speak. rehearsal Yeah He could be imagine rehearsing it. as we speak Imagine his, his, his voice Singing Flower of Scotland I won't even try and do the impersonation <laughs> He'll be listening by the way See wherever he is Always listen. You would expect him mm-hmm. a well weighed in for it That's for sure <laughs> but, uh, The reception he would get as well Would be quite something <laughs> Let's bring in Nathan In Erskine How's it going Nathan? Yeah I'm fine Gordon How are you in the panel? Very well thank mm-hmm. you Thanks for taking the time tonight You looking forward to tomorrow? Yes, I am, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it, certainly. I'm not sure whether uh, Patson or O'Donnell will kind of go on, but I just hope that one of them can put the ball in and someone can get ahead on it and put it in. Absolutely. Um, here's the thing. Let, let's just, for absolute clarity here, you have said, Jim, you think O'Donnell will play. Yeah. What would you do if you were Stevie Clark? 
No, I'd play Patterson. Right, but, okay. But I don't think Stevie no, Patterson. Yeah, that, that's I would play Patterson because, because those are two different questions. Partly that is because I think that the, the fans in general, from what we gather, from what we gather. Uh, would be more um, inclined to to prefer them, mm. and I know that's uh, that. Sometimes say, well, you shouldn't really go with the fun, but I think it creates an atmosphere of if you've got your your, your favourite players, if you want to call it, on the pitch, then it mm. can create a positive atmosphere to start with. It might only be a, only might only last two minutes, <laughs> depending on how the game goes. But um, you know, for me, I would I would have parts in the team to start with. Eight, but as I said. Normally, Stevie Clark goes with his, his captains and, and, and tried and trusted, and I think Stephen O'Donnell does. So I'll be a bit, I'll be, be surprised if, if uh, O'Donnell doesn't play. Nathan, how optimistic or otherwise are you? Well, I had a Facebook memory. I, f- I think it was maybe four years ago. Um, we played Poland. Um, I was at Hamden at that time. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Lewandowski. He scored six, in the ninety six inches away, minute. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. I can still, I can still see it. I can still feel the tears pouring down my face. But I feel like now, kind of thinking about today, I feel this Scotland team have changed the kind of nature of a Scotland team in the sense that at that point in time, um, we were, I don't want to say doomed to fail, but it's something that a lot of people expect or expected. Whereas now, I think this team, they have you kind of believing again. And it's that, it's this point where now they're sitting here after a win against Austria. And, um, you know, Scotland are in the driving seat. And I, there a couple of games to go and I don't really remember the last time that happened Yeah, that's a fair point and we spoke about this last night you know, about the impact of the Euros What mm. the Euros ended up not being as successful as people wanted so then that allows the, the kind of narrative to form you know, that, that, that it was a disaster and it was terrible and you can't take anything away from it but when your barometer is yeah. not being at a major tournament for 22 years actually just getting there I know it seems like defeatist but it's clearly a step in the right direction so you wonder whilst the experience wasn't amazing in terms of what we succeeded do you think it, has it shifted the mindset you know Nathan feels like if we've, you know, if we've done it once why not again yeah, it's shifted the monkey off the back that's what it's done we, we, we spoke about it earlier we, we were a nation who felt we were doomed to fail we couldn't really imagine going back to our major finals again mm-hmm. he's a whole generation under 30 who couldn't remember what it was like for Scotland to play a tournament and okay the experience was underwhelming in the end but it does make you want more I think the players can now look forward to turning up with Scotland it doesn't have to be a negative experience anymore they've seen it can be positive it can be something to covet and the World Cup is the ultimate and you know as I mentioned how far the Scotland team has evolved and this is coming as it was mentioned to me today only twice have Scotland finished second in a World Cup qualifying group 1990 1998 both times that was enough for automatic qualification yeah. these days it's just a playoff but you know people say ah oh, you know we, we were terrible against Denmark yeah but this is a special Denmark team if Scotland finished second in this group if we see all this and if we get to a playoff I think that's a terrific achievement and I think it is a sign again that the monkey's off the back and this team is getting better what we have done though um, and I get Nathan's point about being in the driving seat we've kind of been here in this position a couple of times he actually mentions you know the Poland game mm-hmm. Matt Ritchie and Stephen Fletcher scored unbelievable goals that night it fell apart at the end I, th- I think the result elsewhere had kind of knocked us out anyway um, Stephen mentioned Slovenia you know we've, we've we've been sort of there or thereabouts 
in groups now we need to just take that next step yeah I mean obviously if, you know, normally when people say you finish second you, you don't really get a pat in the back for it but the fact is it'll still be an incredibly difficult hit playoff situation if we mm-hmm. if we do get there but if, that, that, that's really we're only target just now mm-hmm. so if that's the, the best that we can achieve then that's what we have to try and achieve but I, I'm, I'm with Nathan I think there is a, a change in mentality I think there is a change in expectation because we qualify for the Euros you're right Gordon yeah it wasn't you know, as successful as I loved it to be, but the fact that we got there, the fact that we had that fantastic performance against England, we ultimately got to the final, uh, and you know, and were huge favourites to run over the top of us, shows that onward day, as we've I've shown in many occasions, onward day, we can match some of the best teams. Um, I know it might seem like a small thing as well, right? I, I do appreciate that. But the players got to train together for three mm. weeks. When yeah. else would you? Yeah. When else do you, you? You can only get that at international mm. football if you make a tournament. Yeah, and, and you have to get to a tournament to experience it, to know that preparation. Even for Stevie Clark, no, he was been a club manager all his days, so he would have been, you know, very few, in, in, unless you're, you know, the really experienced managers that get their time after time, get used to tournament football. How you prepare for it? Yeah. How do you utilise your squad? You know, and, and in between times there was the whole COVID scenario yeah. in the background all the time. So it was incredible. Unique um, for Stevie Clark and his players. None of his players experienced that before. So everything uh, put in context. I think it was fantastic to get there. And I think if we if we go and beat Israel tomorrow night, I definitely think we'll finish second. And then you know, listen, we then have to throw everything at the playoffs yeah. uh, if and when we get there. Nathan, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. It certainly feels a bit different, apart from Patterson O'Donnell, which has raged on all week. I'm not detecting any real debate about the rest of the team. I feel like everyone just expects Tierney and Hendry and McTominay and Robertson and McGinn and Gilmore and McGregor um, and Adams and Dykes. Am, am I wrong? Have you got anything else up your sleeve? Um, well, unfortunately, I'm not the Scotland manager, so I can't. Can I, I wouldn't <laughs> throw any names in. But what I would say is that I'm I'm pleased for Jack Henry. Um, just kind of thinking back to his time at Celtic, where he wasn't in the team. It's just a great example, I think, of. And it's not just in football, but maybe anywhere where, okay, you went into a role and it never kind of worked out, and it never worked out for him at Celtic. But he still had that drive and determination and that kind of commitment to yourself to say, do you know what? I might not have worked out here, but I'm going to make it work and I'm going to find, I'm going to find my route to the top. So if anything, I think someone like Jack Henry, he's already won, you know, and I feel, I just think he's a, I just think he's done really well. I was watching him against um, uh, Paris Saint-Germain. And, you know, I don't know if he could maybe deal with Alfredo Morelos, but he done well to deal with Messi. <laughs> Wonder what Team Nathan supports, by the <laughs> yeah. way, uh, Scotland aside. It's a great story, Jim, and maybe the fact that no one's debating it is another feather in, in Jack Henry's mm-hmm. cap. We know he's had a great time of it, beating Leipzig, coming mm-hmm. up against Messi and co. And now all of a sudden, I've not had a single call all week to suggest mm-hmm. anyone other than Jack Henry plays in defence for Scotland in this crunch game does yeah. that show how far he's come yeah, it does Gordon but it also shows you again how um, you know let's just say how v- opinions vary because again not that long ago you know was a lot of people were, were, were very negative towards Jack Henry again he didn't have the greatest start in Scotland in the Euros in the first game as well against the Czech Republic I think that uh, you know he went up and he tried a shot and it ricocheted and that was that f- famous uh, goal against uh, David Marshall but he took a you know he certainly certainly was um, was struggled a little bit in that game but 
get very little criticism and I'm happy to get a little criticism because it allowed them again and, and then they get left out after that and I think uh, Stevie Clark maybe just thought look he needs a wee bit of a, of a breather and just kind of reboot really he's went back get a new a new um, opportunity his club um, he seems to be thriving in Belgium and uh, all credit to him um, you know again as, as Nathan said there you know when you lo- leave a club like Celtic after going there for a big money move and it doesn't quite work out it'd be easy to feel sorry for yourself but uh, a young guy going abroad from Scotland is quite rare I know I've had one or two recently but it's still quite rare uh, and for him to develop his game uh, and, and improve as, a, as an international player all credit to him because it shows a strong mentality uh, and that's vital international football Imagine, imagine if you said a year ago Jack Kendry would be undisputed starter mm-hmm. with Scotland playing for Club Bruges in the Champions League against Messi, Neymar mm-hmm. going up against Man City in two yeah. weeks' time mm-hmm. Incredible In front of Cooper who's the Leeds United captain yeah. you know who plays every week yeah. in the Premier League yeah. you know you, you, you would never never have put that in Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Thank you, Nathan. I don't think we've had the pleasure of your company on the show before, so make sure you do it again, please. 01419511025 right now if you want to play Beat the Pundit. Stephen McGowan hates Beat the Pundit so much. Honestly, it ruins his week, so if you want to take advantage of that, now is the time to call. You need to phone in before 7 o'clock, though. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen McGowan and Jim Duffy are here They're both very excited about the big game tomorrow Scotland against Israel Keep your calls coming in That's dominated the opening hour of the show However, we are here until 8 o'clock So, if you've got any thoughts on these stories Can you call it that? Bookmakers reports linking Stephen Gerrard with Newcastle Or you've got any thoughts on the fact that VAR Was discussed by Scottish top flight clubs today And appears to be getting closer now is the time to share those thoughts 01419511025 and we will speak to you straight after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Do you want the good news or the bad news? The good news of course The good news is the pressure is actually off Because your fellow bottle job pundits Have already blown it for this week The, oh, listeners, have, the listeners have won this week Queen already oh. So you can't even, even you, you can make it slightly worse But at the end it doesn't even matter because Name names, name um, names. Wilson last night Halliday who is, who is the the, the top elite. He's the top man. Tell, tell me, lot. Hannah lost. Nah, he, he never oh. loses, but I think DL well, DL played on Tuesday. Hannah was a, a bystander. Yeah. Um, but and Keevan's on Monday, so you're three one down already. Makes mm. no difference what you two do tonight. But we would like a victory because we seriously are we're blowing the budget with these mm-hmm. sign balls. Um, Kevin is in Guruk tonight. How's it going, mm. Kevin? I good. It's been a miserable week for the pundits, Kevin. Can you put a bit of salt in the wounds? Uh, hopefully I Me too uh, Do you know what I'm definitely on your side tonight More than usual uh, Producer Callum He can deal with the budget problem With the sign balls I couldn't care less Right heads It is Stephen McGowan Tails it will be Jim Duffy Stephen Heads it is Look at the look in this guy's face Oh dear Oh do you know what's even worse I've actually got last night's questions In front no. of me That won't go down too well Ah there we go Glad Still producer Glad producer Callum's <laughs> on hand Right, okay, let's give Stephen some Clyde 2 to listen to So that he can't steal your answers Kevin, you've got 30 seconds Head to head with Stephen And you can pass That's all you need to know Are you ready? 
Ready Let's go 30 seconds starts now Who is the current Scotland's men's team captain? Andy Robertson Name either Scottish club That Walter Smith played for United Who's older Kyogo or Anthony Ralston? Kyogo Rangers Jake Hasty Is on loan at which Scottish championship side? Agua How many times has Jockey Scott Been appointed manager of Dundee? Three times Which Italian side Does Liam Henderson Currently play for? Torino Okay, let's bring back Stephen McGowan Stephen, can you hear us? Yes 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Who is the current Scotland men's team captain? Andrew Robertson Name either club side That Walter Smith played for in Scotland Dumbarton Which player is older Kyogo or Anthony Ralston? Kyogo Rangers Jake Hasty Is on loan at which Scottish Championship side? Uh, pass How many times has Jockey Scott Been appointed Dundee manager? Three which Italian side does Liam Henderson currently play for? Oh, I know this. Pass. And John Souter's brother Harry plays for which international team? Northern Ireland. Okay. Kevin, how do you think it went? Uh, I think it's close. I think you might be right. The men's team captain of Scotland, a nice easy one to get you up and running. Andy Robertson. Walter Smith played for Dundee United or Dumbarton. You went for one of each. Kyogo is four years older than Anthony Ralston, so you're flying. Three all. Jake Hasty is Partick on loan Thistle. at Partick Thistle. <sighs> Jim did not want to discuss Partick no, Thistle tonight. It's <laughs> <laughs> just come up. Honestly, um, how many times has Jockey Scott been appointed manager of Dundee? It is three, mm. 86, 98, and 2008. So it's four all. It's a great, great start. Good standard. Liam Henderson plays four. I, said, I thought it was Empoli. It is Empoli. <sighs> it is Empoli. Now, Kevin's run ended there. So Stephen, mm-hmm. all comes down to this last one. John Souter's brother Harry plays for Australia. Oh, yeah. He's no. in there with Martin Boyle and the likes of the the, the guys that we perhaps could mm-hmm. or should, depending how you feel about these things, have called up, and they play for Australia. So what that means is we are going to a tiebreaker. So I will ask the question. I'll get Stephen to write his answer down, okay. and I'll then invite you, Kevin, to give me your attempt. Okay. Okay. How many clean sheets have there been in the Scottish top flight so far this season? <laughs> Just take yeah. a guess, write it down. How many clean sheets have there been in the Scottish top flight so far this season? Stephen, if you could hold your piece of paper up, please. Okay, let's see what you've got. Uh, right, okay. And uh, Kevin, what are you going for? 28. Wow, it's close. It is close. Kevin's gone 28. Stephen McGowan's gone 32. I'd have went higher. I must have. I was in my 40. I was at 44 or something like that. I love it when this happens. Very, very rare. Mm-hmm. The answer is 32. Oh, Stephen oh, McGowan has got it on yeah, the nose. It wasn't a guess. I just calculated quickly. Yeah. Kevin, just... I'm heartbroken for you, but you've got to take your hat off. The man has nailed it. Bang on. You were only four out. Usually that would be enough, but not tonight. You met a man in form. Hard lines, Kevin. Thank you, Good man, Kevin and Guruk. The sign ball stays and in some style. Seriously. Well, you know, I'm in a winning streak now, Gordon. No. I'm getting my, my confidence is growing no, in front of goals. It's like the Carol Vordman in a super scoreboard. <laughs> wow. That's something I never thought I would hear of. Okay. Um, I think we'll move on. A slightly uglier version has to be said. Before we get ourselves in trouble. 01419511025. Right on the nose. 32. Superb. Um, we had a honestly what a, a palaver on last night's beat the pundit but we, we it, let's just say it involved 
the, you know when someone tries to crack a joke but they get yeah. it so spectacularly wrong <laughs> that it actually becomes funnier weirdly yeah. Gordon Dale's like he's like the master of that so there was um, there was a guy called Max on from, from Newton Merns and Gordon was going do I know you Max I, I used to live in Newton Merns do I know you and um, we said do you know a Max and he goes no I know a T-Max Mm-hmm. And it was right, like Tumbleweed okay, Mark yeah, Wilson yeah, yeah. and I Were looking yeah. at each other like What's he yeah, on about yeah. But he meant TK <laughs> Max The yeah, shop yeah. And it was just so <laughs> awful It was a bad joke anyway It was terribly executed yeah. And the full play It just fell apart after that I've had people Sending me photoshopped images mm-hmm. All day Of him Gordon DL outside TK Maxx or me and him outside TK Maxx I hope Max. he got his coat as part of the recession of the, the, the K off honestly it was awful absolutely awful T Max terrible right okay 01419511025 um, now over the last three nights just quickly before we move on we have been putting every caller who made it on the show into a draw to win tickets to the sold out hand and clash tomorrow we picked a name at random and congratulations to Simon from Kilmarnock Simon I think was on Wednesday night Bang in the middle He's won a pair of tickets To see one of Scotland's biggest games In recent seasons So Simon enjoy it on us uh, Now if you want to keep discussing Scotland We are more than here for that It's the night before the big game after all So keep the calls coming in If you want to change topic Stephen Gerrard Newcastle maybe VAR perhaps Something else we've missed 01419511025 um, Let's go for Stephen Gerrard for a second Stephen because this um, it started to come up on the phones last night as, as the show progressed. Sometimes with these things, it takes another day for it to spread a bit more. I noticed, you know, some of the back pages were, were running with it today. Now, as you said earlier, it's 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 just bookie speculation. Yeah. Sometimes it's not really based in yeah. in truth or fact. But I wonder what what sense you get from this one. I don't know if what your colleagues down south are, are saying, or or whether you think it's a, it's realistic that they would ask the question. Well. I had I do have a colleague in Newcastle who who sat in a, a hotel with Amanda Staveley the other day there when she was doing press and he knew they were drawing up a shortlist. Uh, he didn't know if Stephen Gerrard was on it, but he wasn't ruled out. I don't think it's out of the question. I don't think it's so outrageous to suggest he might be on it. I mean, listen, I think there's some assumptions with regards to Stephen Gerrard and Rangers. First up is that the only club he'll leave for is Liverpool. Second, to only go when Jurgen Klopp decides his time is up and last is that he won't go to another English club well, I, f- I think they're all slightly dangerous assumptions you know I mean if I was Steven Gerrard he's only 40, what, 41, 42 now you think he's still a young man do you really want to go into Liverpool I accept he may only get one crack at it but do you want to be the guy who goes in after Jurgen Klopp as I said to Jim earlier it's a bit like taking the mic after Sinatra it's a dangerous game we saw what happened with Davy Moyes when into Manchester United after Sir Alex Ferguson. But again, you know, you, you, you're taking the Tommy Burns Celtic scenario, you only get one crack at that job. So you may want to take it. But I don't see any sign of Jurgen Klopp leaving Liverpool until his contract is up in 2024 anyway. So you then, if you're Stephen Gerrard, you say, OK, I'm not getting the transfer funds I necessarily want, as he hinted last week. Do I stick around here? Do I keep winning trophies and qualifying for Europe? Possibly going far in the Europa League with Rangers? Or do I take a chance if it comes down in England? And I think if Newcastle United are going for being a PSG or being a Manchester City, that's a really hard one to say no to. If it comes up. Let's bring in Dominic, who's a Rangers fan. How do you feel about all this stuff, Dominic? Some people will say, this is just nonsense and it'll never happen. Maybe other Rangers fans would be a bit more worried that the question would be asked. How do you feel? 
First of all, Gordon, good evening. Good evening, Jim and Stephen. Good evening, Dominic. Right to see, to see you again. Well done to producer Callum for the London Marathon. Oh, very he's kind of you. Yeah, he's just about stopped talking about it, Dominic, and you've brought it up again, so thanks for that. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, no, about Stephen Gerrard, I've got, got it over. Uh, sorry, Newcastle, that's just absolute. To me, I've seen it, the producer Callum, I said it's just nonsense because he's been linked with the job before, Gordon, right? And he basically played down the talk. He's said, said if I recall, he's already came out and said that he's quite happy up here. And I said to also a producer that it's for him it won't be for the money because you know he's made his money. We all know that. And to me, he's, he seems level-headed and he's quite happy up here. I think. But even though, regardless, mm-hmm. if it's all, I know it's just all speculation. Yeah, but bo- both things can be true, though, Jim. I'm mm-hmm. sure Stephen Gerrard is not short of mm-hmm. of money. Two, yeah. But none of these guys are. And then yeah. when that level of wealth, you know, comes around, very few would say, "Ah, it's right. I, don't, I don't need the money. Mm-hmm. I don't want any money." You know, and 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 I'm sure he is happy here. No mm-hmm. one's no one's suggesting that. Um, but what's your kind of general feeling on it at the moment? Yeah, I mean, Dominic's I think, I think, bothered, I think Dominic said that uh, you know he'd been he'd been rumoured to 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 be you know um, a target before, but that was before <laughs> you know the, the the new owners come in. So under Mike Ashley, I don't think there was too many people rattling the door down to to be the Newcastle manager um, because you needed investment if you want to go and compete. And uh, the new owners are telling you there's going to not just significant investment, there's going to be possibly alongside one of the richest clubs in the world. So if you have that, um, those type of resources at your disposal and you're a football man and Stephen Gerrard is and you want to work with the best players in the world, not just in the country, mm-hmm. in the world, and you've got the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And as, as Stephen had said, yeah, if you follow a Klopp or a Ferguson, it's different, but you know, you're know you going into Newcastle probably at the best ever time if you could have as, as a young manager. Uh, you know, if, if you take them up to the top six, it's going to be a massive success. And, um, you know, so, yeah, I think fans sometimes think managers are fans. Steven Gerrard is not a Rangers fan. You know, the, the, he's a Liverpool fan. So, therefore, he's... he's, he's, he's well, what about that then? Because PR mm-hmm. has tweeted and says, Gerrard's mm-hmm. already said on a podcast he wouldn't mm-hmm. manage another team in England other mm-hmm. than Liverpool. Yeah, I think, as I said, sometimes, listen, you know, players, uh, managers will get asked certain things and they'll say maybe things that, you know, people want to hear at times. But when um, the question is then posed to you, you know, if he's if he is asked, then I think it would be a very very difficult to turn down. That that's it. It's not because he doesn't like what the Rangers, as Dominic said. It's not because he's not happy in Scotland. It's not because of anything to do with Rangers. It's just to do with the fact he's going to go to the best league in the world in terms of finance and also have the resources to compete at that level. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, so listen, we know it's, it's just total speculation at this moment in time, but I think he will be one of the names in the frame. Mm. There's only maybe Antonio Conte, who's out of a job at this moment in time, who's another, if you want to call it, big name. There's not too many names, and I think the new owners will want to make a statement. I think they will make a statement with either a managerial appointment or their first couple of signings come January. Uh, Dominic, there are two separate issues here. You've basically said you, you know you can't see him leaving Rangers. You're not worried about him leaving. Before you could even get to that Newcastle would have to ask the question Do you think he's the type of manager That that Newcastle would be interested in Or do you think they would look elsewhere? Well Gordon It's an interesting question That you said there right? I don't think I just want to come back to something that Jim said there Um, I disagree with Jim saying that he's not a Rangers fan Because 
Gerard's already come out and said that Rangers have got to start besides obviously his first club Liverpool, so I kind of disagree with that. But anyway, um, no, I don't. I don't think that he would. Uh, maybe for Newcastle, um, for me, no. For me, I think Newcastle need a man. Well, probably will. Will be the favourite minus uh, Gerard if you take him out of the equation for a second. It would be either Eddie Howe or Frank Lampard. Um, but I don't. I don't see Gerard leaving. But. I think that it's it's an it's an interesting yeah. one. Well, I did see Eddie, I saw Eddie Howe's name mentioned. In fact, someone raised it last night. Graham Potter, guys like that. Antonio mm-hmm. Conte is probably your only Hollywood uh, name. Yeah, that's out of yeah. luck, I can, certainly. I can, I, can, I, can, I can understand where Dominic is coming from. The thing with these these situations is always that supporters can't imagine why anyone would want to go somewhere else. I mean, as a journalist, I had all this for the Brendan Rodgers Celtic situation. I remember being in the room at Lennox Town today. Brendan Rodgers came out with his terminado comment. The context of that was that he was asked what would happen if Celtic stopped moving forward when you were the manager. He said that would be it. Terminado. And his body language said he meant it. And that told us something. And I remember writing a column the weekend after that saying that the long goodbye had begun. This is maybe seven or eight months before he left for Leicester City. The supporters didn't like it. It's quite a bit of social media abuse and a bit of throwback never. kickback. That doesn't sound like something. Never. Well, never, I know, but but it was quite a bit because you can understand supporters. They don't really want to hear that the manager who's doing so brilliantly well for them might have horizons elsewhere. But the difference is, they are supporters. Managers mm-hmm. are professionals. I think the notion of I think well, Brendan Rodgers might be another name, by the way. Yeah, he, 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 he should be. He absolutely <laughs> should be. Yeah, that comparison is is a good one for the whole. He loves it here. He likes mm-hmm. it here. He wouldn't want to go anywhere else. We're all ov- fan. W- w- yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Where obviously they differ is this this Liverpool elephant yeah. in the room. Is that where he wants to get to? And what's what does that journey look like? Yeah, I mean, of course, because Brendan Rodgers would have taken any top job that, that had come up. Yeah, of course, that's ultimately his ultimate goal would be to 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 manage Liverpool. I mean, I think that's I don't think that's. Um, any any secrets uh, away, but uh, you know that that could take time. As you say, Klopp's uh, contracts are two twenty four, so another three years away or two and a half years away at least. And in football, that's an eternity. But actually, I don't think Stephen Gerrard's in a rush or anything like that mm-hmm. to leave Rangers. No one's saying that. But all, all we're saying is if if the question is asked, yep. it would be a big big decision for him. Okay, thank you, Dominic. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. It's a great time to get your call in. We could be speaking to you next, and we'll get a full time teaser as well. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen McGowan and Jim Duffy are here 0141 951 1025 We're about to bring in Barry who's in Paisley tonight Let me set up uh, your question first though Um, Now it's got a bit of an international theme as you would expect Jerry in Erskine has sent in And thank you to Jerry He got in touch at the usual email Fulltime at Clyde One So if you're sitting out there You listen to the show You hear the full time teaser And you think I could do that I could come up with a question To trick those daft pundits That's the address Fulltime at Clyde1.com There are nine Scotland internationals Who have played in the MLS Since 2014 So there are nine Scotland internationals Who've played in the MLS since 2014 Can you name them? Johnny Russell Yes Gary Mackay Stephen Yes Kenny Miller Yes Okay we'll leave it there That's a good start Kenny Miller's last game there 
was 2014 So um, that's kind of about as far back as we're going So that's a good start We'll leave it there Six more to get Scotland internationals who've played in the MLS since 2014 uh, Let's bring in Barry And see what's on his mind tonight Take it away Barry Hi guys, how you doing? Good, All right. thank you, good Good, good um, I'm just want to say about the celebrations That Stephen Gerrard had on Sunday after the Hibs game He went to every every stand You know, applauding And real, looked really happy uh, To me, it doesn't look as if he's going to go anywhere I think he's really happy at Rangers Do you know what I mean? Um the scenes that everybody spoke about as well, how excited he was and all that kind of stuff. When he first came to Rangers, I was a wee bit dubious because he didn't have experience. And I don't think Newcastle would want to take somebody with only a couple of years' experience uh, to such a big club. Do you know what so? Yeah, very, very possibly. We, we can't really second guess that. Um, I, I'm not. <laughs> This is always an awkward one, Stephen, because it, it kind of runs away with itself. We're we are not saying Stephen Gerrard is unhappy. We're not even saying he's going to go yeah. to Newcastle. But but it, it's out there and, and people are talking about it. Whether he celebrated at the weekend or not, I, I wonder how much that's that's linked. Because again, we're not saying he wants to leave. We're not saying he's unhappy. What we're saying is, if, big if, capital letters underlined, an owner with more billions than you can imagine picks up the phone to you, your celebration against Hibs probably doesn't really come in, come into your thought too much. There's only one man who can answer this, a Stephen Gerrard. Only he can say what his feelings are in the matter. The reason this speculation has become more intense is because of his comments seven or eight days ago where he said that, can't remember the exact phraseology, but he said that... Well, he, if you want to progress a lot more, he needs yes. a, a healthier budget. Really. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't had a penny to spend in the last two windows. Now... Experience tells you that when a manager goes public with those emotions, it's normally because there's a level of frustration pent up. I referred five minutes ago to Brendan Rodgers with a Terminado. We've heard it from various managers, Neil Lennon included, and others down the year, down the years. So, you know, if there's speculation, if there's a bit of kind of dubiety about this, it's been partially caused by the comments of Stephen Gerrard. But absolutely, Barry has a fair point. The celebrations last week looked like a man who still had the fire in his belly. And, you know, I, I think Stephen Gerrard's always been incredibly respectful of Rangers. I think he's always made it clear they are a massive club. I think he's grateful for the opportunity they gave him. But equally, I think we have to look at recent history and say that with most Celtic and Rangers managers, shelf life is, what, four or five years max? And Stephen Gerrard's mm. in year four. So I think if, you know, would be naive to think he's not beginning mm. to think what the future holds. What do you think, Barry? But, but he, he's, he's been there for four years But he's only been one in the last two years You know, well, the last year He won 55 And then it's, it's looking I'm quite happy with this year So he, although he's been there four years, Stephen it's, He's still He's still learning the game as well Yeah, he's not I mean, he's not been in the, the Champions year, League, Barry So, you know, I mean, he might, he might want to no, do absolutely. that even with, yeah. My personal opinion is There'll not be a lot of Scottish teams get Quite far in the Champions League yeah. because there isn't money in Scotland, but that's another debate altogether, isn't it? Yeah, you know I mean? it's yep. you know, it's just I, I think it just I, I know what you're saying, money talks and stuff like that, but I just don't think I think Newcastle would go for somebody with more experience, more um, if they're going to spend that amount of money to buy that for that Mike Ashley one, then um, they'll, they'll, they'll pay the money to get an experienced manager. 
I was a bit worried about what word was going to follow mm. Mike Ashley there, if I'm being perfectly honest, being a Rangers fan and all, Barry, yeah. but thanks for keeping it PG. Mm. Uh, Jim, as, as an aside, not to say that this has anything really to do with Steven mm. Gerrard, some of the kind of the, the celebration of the wealth mm. that's going to be put into Newcastle is a bit, a bit weird, you know, like mm. that's not really what football should be measured on. And, you know, it feels like, I mean, the soul got probably ripped out a long time ago down yeah. there, but it feels like even more so. But I was just showing you guys something during the break. Mm. There's a pie chart today. I don't know if you've seen it, and it's very often I'd get excited mm. about a pie chart. <laughs> um, not very often, I should say, showing the owner's wealth of all the, the different clubs mm-hmm. in England. So, so in comparison in to like yeah. Man City so in, 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 case, in case you're thinking oh, you know, There's loads of rich clubs down there mm-hmm. how, how is this any different On this pie chart The wealth of the new Newcastle owners mm-hmm. Is about 80% of the entire league <laughs> the, 80, the richest league in the world That's 80% of more it More than three quarters of this pie chart <laughs> Is taken up by black Newcastle Then there's a little bit with Man City mm-hmm. And then thereafter it is minuscule little slices mm-hmm. This could potentially be like nothing they've ever seen mm-hmm. before, which is frightening when you look at the money that yeah. others have been spending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we watched some of the, the, the you know the the scenes last night when the the, the jubilant uh, Newcastle fans. Uh, not only did they remove uh, Mike Ashley, which I think was the number one, but the fact is that they now believe that their club can challenge the very best in Europe. So therefore, like, yeah, listen, Barry's got a point uh, in the sense of experienced managers might be, there's not that too many about, but there's also box office managers, Barry. And Stephen Gerrard is a box office manager. He's, he's, he's a global icon in football. Um, and therefore, yeah, what he maybe lacks in experience, um, he certainly he makes up in, 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 in his, his um, personality uh, and his, his, his stature in the game and his, his, his reputation. So, yeah, he's still got a lot to prove. The Rangers only won one two, uh, trophy so far. But, you know, you, they're ahead at this moment in time. But, you know, hearts are still <laughs> necking it, even though Celtic are a few points behind. Um, so he's still got trophies to win at Rangers. I don't, I don't think that. I think he's, you know, he's still got a lot to prove. He wants to be in the Champions League, as Stephen mm. said. All, all we're saying is, if you're if you're at Newcastle, you look at you. You can afford the best candidates in the world, even if someone is at another club. You can afford the compensation, all of these things. So they may well go down a different route. They may well go for the best manager available, whether that would be a Pep Guardiola or whatever. Mm-hmm. They can actually do that. So they 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 can pick anyone in the world. All we're saying, I think he will mm-hmm. be a name that is I think is. Is suggested to them That's all we're saying As an aside The best thing to mm-hmm. come from it Tell me you saw Sam Fender On BBC Sam Breakfast Fender. this morning Are you familiar <laughs> yeah, with the yeah, name? Yeah, singer, yeah, singer. Course, yeah. Um, Big singer. Newcastle fan mm-hmm. Turned yeah. up Took part in the celebrations yeah. Was asked on BBC Breakfast This mm-hmm. morning actually In the studio Turns up with a Newcastle tracksuit yeah. on And is the, the most hungover man On the planet <laughs> And y- visually But he's just sitting Saying to the pre- presenters I had you know a lot to drink And I'm really hungover I- I, I need to be honest I'm, I'm really really hungover <laughs> But it's BBC Breakfast They don't mm. even laugh You know They don't crack a smile no. It was just They say something like Thank you for being honest About that And it's just It's <laughs> you, you know, You know what God I mean People, people are seeing People are looking at Human human rights record Of, of this, this new regime And they're saying Oh mm. How can they be jubilant About this How can they welcome them Put this in context Last time Newcastle Were champions of England Hugh Gallagher was a captain in 1925 And Hugh Keevans was watching well, it Well he was covering television. it for the press polls The last time they won a trophy was 1955 yeah, yeah. There's been the odd FA Cup here and there But this is absolutely transformational For a support who've been Fed nothing but mediocrity For the last 
50 years 60 until yeah, back they to came in Keegan years didn't you, you know, yeah that's true when they had the entertainers I love it if we beat them then, yeah, yeah but, that's but, true. but they were an, an unbelievable entertaining mm-hmm. side and they, they finished second my man you I think that yeah. yeah but take that aside as Stephen said mm-hmm. you know 50,000 people guaranteed every single week for nothing um, you know in terms of what the what, what the achievements are and now as I said they, they have uh, an opportunity to yeah. become one of the biggest in the world thank you Barry any more on this teaser nine Scotland internationals who have played in the MLS since 2014 Johnny Russell Gary Mackay Stephen Kenny Miller I'll take one more name each Lewis Morgan yes he's there at the moment Does Ryan Gold count Ryan Gold I don't think he's played for Scotland does he tried no no Scotland caps no. Andy, Andy Webster no Danny no. Wilson yes Danny okay Wilson. Uh, we will leave it there Let's bring in Gary Who's in Bishop Briggs Hi Gary Hi uh, Good evening gents Hello. Hi Gary, Hi, Gary. Uh, My point is I don't understand why Stephen Gerrard Has been linked with The Newcastle job Because his uh, Record up here Is quite poor As he's only winning One trophy out of nine I mean, it yeah, just depends, yeah. Gary. I, I detect you're possibly not a Rangers fan. I'm going all on a limb with that prediction. But some people would say that's poor. Other people would say, you know, he was he was the manager who who eventually ended Celtic's dominance and who took Rangers from being a shambles to, to winning the league and, you know, did fairly well in, in European competition and so on. But every, well, the majority of managers going into a new club have to do a rebuild. It's very seldom a manager will get into a new club, uh, into a club that's been successful. The reason managers get the majority of times is because the clubs aren't successful. So the majority of managers are going in having to do a rebuild, but his record at one in nine is very, very poor. And I think it's just uh, it's his reputation as a player. I think it's carried him with, through with uh, Rangers supporters. And I just I don't get it how they, they treat him godlike. Is that not why though? I mean, because you're right. You just you're just giving me facts which cannot be disputed. It's one trophy in nine. But obviously, that whoever the Rangers manager was that stopped ten was, of course, he was going to be treated that way, was he not? But prior to that, it won zero and eight. Yeah, I know that. But short of jumping like in the time, Jansen, isn't short of jumping in the time machine, I'm talking. <laughs> you're, you're talking about now, Gary. You're saying you don't understand why Rangers fans treat him like a god. It's because they won the league last season. Well, I, I get, I get that, I get that, and I, I knew you were going to say that anyway. But I actually think that pre, uh, just when COVID kicked in in March 2020, you Celtic were due to play Rangers at Ibrox, and that was the first mm-hmm. game that was cancelled. Celtic were about 12, 13 points in front of Rangers. They were un, on form, bang on form, so they were. And I think Celtic could have ended up winning that league by maybe about 20 points. And I would struggle to see how Gerard could have kept his job after that. Gary, I'll give you a reason why I think he would have kept his job. Where's I take your point? Because he was winning games in Europe as well. You know, the, the European record went a long way. He was going to the last 32, last 16 in the Europa League. And getting some great results against some really top teams in Europe. Playing tactically astute football. I think this comes down to the old argument if you're a Celtic fan... You have a pop at Steven Gerrard If you're a Rangers fan You think the sun shines out of his backside That's just a part of the world we live in Yeah, Jim, and by the way yeah. Gary may be right I, I have no idea You're right mm-hmm. that, that last game against Hamilton mm-hmm. Rangers fans were absolutely furious mm-hmm. It wasn't going to plan No yeah. trophies at that mm-hmm. stage But again that 
there, there are loads of sliding doors moments in yeah. football. I'm, mm. I'm not sure it's interesting. You know, for people can look back on it, but ultimately. That didn't happen yeah, It didn't, didn't happen It's a hypothetical situation Listen Gary was right In the one thing That Celtic were definitely In forum And looked as if It would be But you can never n- Never say what would happen But ultimately It didn't It didn't materialise Gary We, we are Started the, the conversation On media speculation time The bookies Have put Stephen Gerrard In the frame um, The conversation That was not started By us uh, We didn't come up With a, 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 a names um, it's actually a bit disrespectful for everybody. It's more because Steve Bruce is still <laughs> the Newcastle manager. I know it's unbelievable, you know? isn't it? Um, you know, so so the, 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 I'm, the I'm guys ashamed, still I'm ashamed job. to say that I mentioned it last you know? night, but I feel like tonight I had mm. kind of forgotten about him. Sorry, yeah, Steve. But, but that's that's the thing. You know, I know Steve, Steve Bruce will not bother about what's happening in Radio Clyde, but oh, but, it is, but it is um, you know disrespectful. The man is in a job, and he, he may well uh, you know be given a, a couple of weeks. Who knows? Um, but he's he's on his 999th game as a manager. He's he's at 999. <laughs> his next game against if he is against Tottenham weekend Sunday, I think it is mm-hmm. when he's a 1,000th game. It'd be very cruel <laughs> if you sack someone in the 999 game. Yeah. But anyway, regardless of he's that, he's also in line for an eight million yes, payoff. So yeah, it might soften the blow. Yeah, yes. yeah, it might soften the blow. But but as I said. What you do is you look at different managers and they say it's not only sometimes if they've been successful, and um, because you'll get that you'll look at perhaps potential like a young player, like a talented player. So before he really fulfills that potential, you think he is the type of manager, he is the guy that, as I said to you, that can um, get the fans on side, get the media on side. You know, you can you can market him, you can it can attract top players. Stephen Gerrard, you're right about his his playing career. He can attract top players to the club as well as the finance. So all of those things has, uh, you know, a, a guy like him mm-hmm. can um, can put his philosophy in there. Can can um, you know say, say to players, this is how we see this club going in the next five years. We want you to be part of this uh, amazing journey. And a guy like him with his charisma can do that. Uh, thank you, Gary. It was nice to speak to you tonight. You two, any more on this teaser? No, me too. As you talking, stuck on. Okay, I'll give you some thinking time. We'll get the answers and more of your calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Right, that's us. We're on the home straight. We're getting ever closer to Scotland against Israel. But before we get to that, these two need to come up with more answers to the teaser. Jerry and Erskine says there are nine Scotland internationals who've played in the MLS since 2014. You started well. Johnny Russell, Danny Wilson, Lewis Morgan, Gary Mackay, Stephen, Kenny Miller. You've fallen off a cliff since then mm-hmm. Stephen Caldwell Oh what a shout that mm-hmm. is 2015 His last game over there Brilliant mm-hmm. I think is his brother Gary Joining us on the show next week I think he is uh, Gary Caldwell mm-hmm. Look forward to speaking to him He's part of the setup now isn't he Or is, 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 is he started with Scotland Who? Gary Caldwell No I thought there was Gary Caldwell James McFadden and No I think that was I think there was a suggestion Oh was um, it yeah, I don't think that's I thought, yeah. I thought they were Not, not actually part of the well, Maybe get a wee, sort of um, background Exclusive from him right. He's a new role at Man City Of course Yeah he's under right. 23s there I think, um, But I just thought that He was part of the Scotland setup as well So on Twitter mm-hmm. I can see Milo Has thrown a few good answers in Ma- Ma- I'll just get this one out of the way Because you are struggling now Matthew <laughs> Matthew says Was Mr Protein Shake The mattress guy Playing in the MLS For Portland Timbers In 2014 Oh Chris Boyd Chris Boyd And the answer is no I'm afraid He left a bit before that You must have seen that advert Yeah the big poster I'm a protein shake guy guy. Oh spectacular Oh it was magnificent (laughs) Can't believe no one Gives him stick for it Um, So you've got three to get They are Quite tough 
One is easier Because he's he was a Real established Scotland international Lot of caps Very good player One things As a uh, a club player up here Is still involved In international football Sorry I'm distracted Because behind you there There's the Czech <laughs> Wales that. game Right And Aaron Ramsey's been up And it's 30 seconds gone And he's elbowed the boy In the face Now Normally in European football You'll You've see gone. a red card for that um, So I'm just interested To see what the referee gave But uh, Is he Alawa at the weekend? Yes Yeah yeah. Against yeah. Cove You see yes, 24 Cove, yeah. seconds mm-hmm, yeah. Straight so red Yeah so this is in European football again. I think is a VAR in the uh, yeah, I think the, so. The yeah. World Cup qualifiers, yeah. So no, it looks as if he's got a yellow card. But I'm I'm actually surprised. Right, Hi, can I? Sean Maloney. That's the one. Sean 2015 Chicago Fire left. Okay, so you've got Chicago two to get. Fire, they are tough. Two to get. I think they've both got one Scotland cap each, or maybe one or two. Um, Andy is on the line. What's your feeling ahead of tomorrow, then, Andy? How are you doing, guys? Okay? Good, Good thank you. I'm just talking about the. I'm not too bothered if he plays pass and Madonna and all that, because mm-hmm. either one of them will do well. You, you know that, but mm-hmm. I just think the more we need to start taking the chances, um, you know yourself, the last few games we've been creating a lot of chances, mm-hmm. no scoring, but I think the more it's just the time to start putting the boys in the back of the net, and we'll, we'll, we should be okay. Yeah, Lyndon Dykes has been our main goal getter in the last few games. Mm-hmm. He's having a good start to the season QPR, uh, for yeah. QPR. Good assist last week Lying on the floor yeah, Lying on the floor Heading <laughs> it Great assist But you know again Shea Adams I think Played really well Again he missed a couple Of real snaps yeah. And he's done that In a couple of games He needs a goal And as much as you can Play well as a striker In terms of your work ethic And your hold up Playing all these things It does start to chip away Your confidence And you start to snatch things A little bit up tight So I think she If he starts with Shea Adams I mean obviously They could go with Ryan Christie again Where he went Away from home um, Before um, I know we're at home But he, he could start with Ryan Christie But Shea Adams I think needs a goal and, and, and Andy's right We just need to be You know In a tight game You need to be clinical uh, Andy I like Did you say that you're not Bothered by the Patterson-O'Donnell debate At least somebody Has not that bothered uh, Everyone seems to have An opinion on it No no Because I just think The two of them are, You know the, the two of them are good players mm-hmm. you know, I mean I'm a Rangers fan But I love Patterson But O'Donnell You know You, you, you just He's good, you know. I mean, he's he's, he's proved it. He's been there, done it. So, just out of curiosity, Andy, would you would you have Patterson in the team just now ahead of Tavernier? So uh, that's a hard one because mm. I watched him last week and he played really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, no, he left James Tavernier on the bench. I'm just, I'm just curious. The timing, no, the timing has been interesting. I know. Mm. I, I get the point you were both making earlier. Mm. I'm not sure Stephen Gerrard does it because of Scotland, mm. um, but it is the first. It's the first time We've been saying it all week It's the first time Rangers have played What you would call A big game And they've both been fit And gone for Well as I said earlier I, 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 think, I think Stephen Gerrard And Steve mm-hmm. Clark Have got the same dilemma You've got an incredibly Talented young guy You're trying to decide When is the right time To pitch him in And you say that Against an experienced player Who never lets you down Be that Stephen O'Donnell Be that James Tavernier Really hard But that's why these guys Get the big bucks You know I mean it's like I mean Surely if, you, if, you, if you're good enough You're old mm. enough Are you not? Yeah I mean Listen I've, I've said Even players at The levels that I've coached That are managed That sometimes You just Listen you have to Just make a decision You know we asked uh, Say Andy that We said oh it's a tough decision But a manager has to Make a decision Sometimes there's an Absolute fraction Sometimes there's really Nothing between the players But the bottom line Is you still have to Make a call Sometimes it's gut instinct Sometimes it's You know we've said before It might be a loyalty Or that someone He's never let me down Whatever happens to be But ultimately 
you just have to make that's 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 the difference between a manager and a coach or a fan. The manager has to make mm-hmm. the call. Yeah, Andy, how important are the supporting cast going to be? Because you mentioned we need you know we need to put the ball in the back of the net, and obviously. That's the case Dykes and Adams they, they may miss chances That's what happens It would be a nice time For John McGinn To rediscover his Scotland scoring touch He's been brilliant In front of goal um, or, or anyone really You know Callum McGregor Got her only goal At the Euros You'll not be too fussy About where it comes from Tomorrow will you? No 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 Not at all I just think We, we are creating I mean We've done it over the last Three or four games We've created a lot of Really really good chances We should be putting the ball In the back of it Now I think it was Jim said I'm just have a bit of confidence Sometimes just right, the more and tomorrow is would be an excellent. I mean, Paul who's and that'd be a great time for the mm. boys to just start putting you no know, two, three, even two or three goals in. There was a brilliant start, Andy. Before before the uh, the Austria game, I remember writing at the time. Since we we beat Luxembourg one 0 before Euro twenty twenty, mm. the final warm up game, Scotland played five games, including the Euros. Created 62 chances And scored two goals mm. So if you're looking at where the problem is That's where the problem is Conversion of chances And us And you know we, we were talking during the last break as well Does it go with Ryan Christie Alongside Lyndon yeah. Dykes He's done that before hasn't he I mean I had I've spent all week thinking It was just nailed on It's just going to be as close mm. to the, the The Austria team as possible Maybe a couple of changes mm. You two have put a little seeded out So what do you think Dykes and Adams mm. Or Dykes and Christie well, I'd like to go with uh, I, I, I like Ryan Christie. He's done. He started really well with uh, Bournemouth. You have to say that they were top of the league, and he's he's been very creative there. But I, I would like to go. I think when you particularly play three at the back, you you can you've got the license to play with two out and out strikers. Then, so for me, I'm I'm, I'm Adams and Dykes. Okay, Dykes. I think is a good addition to the squad. What worries me is that when he plays, there's a temptation for the defenders to lump mm-hmm. the ball high ball up the pitch to 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 use him as a target man. Um, I just think I just think. Adams gives you that quality, doesn't he? He just gives you just a bit more intelligence and a bit more guile. Um, but I would still have Dykes and Adams. Yeah. I'd still have them up front. Is, is it accurate to say, because I totally get where Stephen's coming from, mm. Jim, that there is that tendency, but actually in the last few games, we've kind of decided that even if you want to be an idealist about it, great, mm. fine, and maybe someday we will, but we're actually not yet ready to be as effective without Lyndon Dykes. No, listen, I don't, I don't think it makes you play long ball. It gives you an out ball. Which is hold the play up, but we don't just bang the ball mm. sixty yards and then flick it on. That's and run after to it. Billy Gilmore and yeah, he'll want I to. I mean, get on again, it. as you said, the midfield players. No, I think I think, you, but it, it means that you can clip the ball up. You can't always play through. You can't always build for the back. So it gives you the option of clipping something up to a striker who can hold it up. You can win a couple of headers. You can get you up the pitch. But in general play, yeah, we'll still get the ball down and play it. Uh, right, thank you, Andy. So just before we go, then we're all in agreement. Craig Gordon plays in goals, no doubt about that. Yeah. You've got the back three sorted, we think. Henry, yeah. McTominay, Tierney. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Robertson at left wing back. Yeah. Patterson, right wing back. Okay. Mm. I agree with you for what it's worth. Yeah. I think that will be the case. Well, I would I would have Patterson, but I think it will be Adorno. I think Steve, okay. Steve oh, no, will I, take Adorno. Well, I would never give my opinion on who I think it should be. <laughs> so I think it will be okay. Nathan Patterson. Right. And then McGinn, Gilmer, McGinn, and McGregor. That's too easy, isn't it? Got to you be. You think so. You can't Got really see be. changes for there. And then the Dykes and Adams Okay yeah. Well that sounds good Well we'll find out Won't we And if it all goes Pete Tong well I'm sure there'll be Plenty of people To moan about it On Monday night That's what we're here for uh, So before we go anywhere Let's try and finish This teaser There are nine Scotland internationals Close, Who've played in the MLS Since 2014 You've got Johnny Russell Danny Wilson And Lewis Morgan Who are there currently You've got Gary Mackay-Steven 
Stephen Caldwell Kenny Miller And Sean Maloney Which means there are two to get Like I said What makes it even more difficult I think they've got about Two or three caps Between them Yanis Hadji has just put Romania one up In Germany Mm. Uh, You Rangers fans Might be interested in that one Okay Teaser No more clues One is a centre back He played against San Marino I think he even Scored against San Marino He now plays For Philadelphia Philadelphia Fury Union Or Union Or Union um, I don't know about His latest team over here Was Kilmarnock oh. Uh, oh, Stuart, Stuart Finlay Stuart Finlay Finlay I'm saying Lindsay Finlay Finlay Yeah And uh, this is the worst clue mm. of all time He got engaged today This other guy <laughs> I saw it, I saw it on his social media His uh, parent club actually shared it as well right. As if you know, Well done Congratulations uh, Chris Cadden Yes There we go Saw it on Twitter There you go The engagement news Social media comes good Congratulations to him by the way We wish him all the best Chris Cadden That is that a whole week of build-up It's made it even more nerve-wracking As we move towards Scotland Against Israel At Hamden At 5 o'clock tomorrow A massive game In Qatar 2022 Qualifying Group F If we win Second place is within our grasp So hopefully a sellout crowd Can urge Stevie Clark's side over the line Just seen that Yanis Hadji goal by the way Very good incidentally But hopefully someone in a blue shirt Can replicate that tomorrow And we'll be back on Monday night Whether it's good, bad or indifferent We will look back on it all On Monday evening In the company of Kenny Miller Former Scotland international And Mark Wilson He's got a cap as well So he, he would count We'll see them on Monday And GBX is up next <laughs>